Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do Copy podcast. My name is Ran. And my name is Emily, and in this podcast we talk about all things Stranger Things. And because not only do we talk about all things Stranger Things, we're incredibly extra when talking about all things Stranger Things, um, we're essentially taking an idea that we had in one part of last week's episode and making it into an entire episode. (laughs) Basically, after last week going, we're really hung up on the Nina Project. Let's move on from the Nina Project. (laughs) We're we're now getting hung up on the Nina Project because apparently we care about this episode more than I think either of us realised in last week's episode. Because I'm I'm not being funny, this wasn't one of the titles that stuck out to me when we were looking through the Beaver. Like, Vecna's Curse... I understand the Nina project. Apparently, that's that's the go-to one now. Yeah, weirdly though, the Nina project was one of the ones where a lot of people that sent us messages said they thought it was a fake name. Hmm. So did I. Yeah. Now, however, well, well, we do. We do think it's technically a fake name. I don't know if it's a fake episode title though anymore. Oh no, I no, I don't like, think it's no. a fake episode title. Absolutely not. No, but it's potentially a fake name so many things to discuss apparently will we make it to an hour-long podcast again absolutely (laughs) for editing reasons let's hope not um anyway (laughs) um so before we get into apparently our new favorite episode there are many places where you can catch us talking about things that are not the Nina Project, and those places, they are Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Google Podcasts. Change the order this week. What a treat. At Hawkins Do You Copy. And then on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Hawkins Podcast. And then on Tumblr and YouTube, at Hawkins Do You Copy. For those on Tumblr, we used the website today. <gasps> we did! And for those of you, a fun tidbit... Um, about that little bit there that took about 50 takes um, it's fine so... on the youtube i'll put it as um as a little bonus thing for the, the start of the episode before the intro there'll just be you getting it wrong over and over again counting on my fingers <laughs> um so there was a question of the week a mini question of the week, um and it was asking what you think the nina project is we kept it simple and we will read those responses Right now. A project to create a machine to combat the evil forces of the Upside Down. I didn't think of that. I, that was not in my mind whatsoever. My brain did not go to any type of, like, machine. But then I guess that's kind of interesting because obviously we knew that the Russians were working on that giant machine. Exactly. I mean, I guess the gate and the Upside Down in itself is a project. Yeah, because suppose, like, actually, we we know the, what the Russians and apparently the people of California um, are building is a gate, or, or we presume that's what they're doing in California anyway. I'm just making a massive assumption. I don't have a clue. Um, some kind of gate to the Upside Down. But also, we don't really know what its purpose is. Exactly. Does it do web of things? Why, why are we doing this? So, yeah, it could be. Who... Who knows? That would be quite interesting, actually, the more I think about it. Yeah. Or it's a project to recreate Duplicate Eleven or a more powerful version of her, which is interesting because that is literally what we were discussing 
yeah. yesterday. <laughs> yes, literally. So should we start with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so for those that missed it, um, on the 6th of November, we had Stranger Things Day. Um, and this has, there's three episodes on this now that we have recorded. So I guess we can say that we essentially have a Stranger Things Day series. Um, I mean, the whole of November has just been Stranger Things Day episodes. Maybe next Who week will be another, literally another episode on something to do with Stranger Things Day. Um, but at near the end of the evening on Stranger Things Day, they released a bunch of episode titles. Um, Hellfire Club, Fechner's Curse, Monster and the Superhero, Dear Billy, Nina Project, The Dive. Massacre at Hawkins Lab, Papa, and the Piggy Bag. Last week, we decided to make a video talking about those episode titles. And like Emily said at the start of this episode, we got very hung up on the Nina project because as we were recording, we started coming up with more and more theories about what the Nina project is. But obviously that episode was about all the episode titles. Apart from... The, the dive. The dive, which we just didn't talk about. We, we give a big apology to the dive. I think you got one mention. To be honest, I don't really have any opinions on the dive. Only I I'm don't presuming, know what it could be. Only I'm presuming that the clip where we see Steve underwater is from that episode. What dive? It, maybe it's a dive into the mind. Maybe. Hive mind. Hive dive mind. mind. Dreamscapes. <laughs> maybe it's a dive into that. Actually, you know what? No, I bet it is because of the placement <laughs> of the things, the Nina Project, the Dive, and then Massacre of Hawkins Lab. I bet that it is a thing of, let's now figure out what this is, and the Massacre of Hawkins Lab is a flashbacky episode, mm-hmm. so we're diving into Elle's mind to bring her powers back. That's my assumption. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, the Nina Project. The Nina Project. Um... So yeah, so we were just talking and we were going through like the normal things of, is it someone called Nina? Who is Nina? Is it the lady in the heels that we see for a split second in the trailer? Was Nina a number? Is Nina the name of someone involved who invented one of these things? And then we realised Nina doesn't always have to be the name Nina and Niñas is Spanish for girl on some level here we're getting into outlandish fairy territory but go with it because (laughs) (laughs) it could work so Duolingo the ever reliable it still kind of implies that it means girl but it does say girl child or daughter let's if we focus on the middle one (laughs) well i will say so nina is usually used for girl ninos is boy but also can be used as child but go ahead use we can use geolingo as well geolingo told me it was the middle (laughs) one so i'm going with the green owl because who wouldn't and also we know that Nina was used in terms of the song that was playing um, Mm -hmm. in the, what I'm going to presume is the Hawkins Lab Massacre teaser now. Um, Mm. So from the opera Nina, the song was When Will My Sweetheart Return to Me or something, something along those lines. Um, So there is a lot of Nina teasers here. So from these two little things, we have decided... Possibly, maybe, the Nina Project is 
L. <laughs> the L project. But they're not going to call it the L project because obviously, for obvious reasons, that's really obvious. Um, and also projects like this, scientific projects and stuff, they usually have code names anyway. So Nina is spelt different to it how Nina is. So it's literally exactly the same, um, except the second N has a um, bigalia, which is the little wiggly line. And I think I've just completely butched that spelling. It's one of the words, I'm currently learning Spanish and it's one of the words that I really struggle to say. Um, it is, but it's got one of the, the lines on top of it. Um, but I think we kind of briefly touched upon this last week. They probably wouldn't put that line in a project name because they wouldn't want people to make the assumption that Nina was the actual word. Yeah, that's what we said. I mean, I don't know what 80s America was like. I don't know how language teaching was in school at the time. That Obviously, here in the UK, we usually have French as our main language. I don't really know what it was like in 80s America. I don't know if maybe Spanish was the main language taught in schools, if language teaching was a main core school subject. I, I don't really know. Um, but if we say that for a moment, say that's what it was, if they see the Nina project written as it is, you're going to start thinking, what actually is this about? Presuming that they somehow get hold of government property. Let's just, <laughs> let's just think, think outside that box for a moment. So yeah. if they can get hold of it, you're more likely to put an assumption to it. Wherever you just have the Nina project, it could be, it yeah. could be anything. You know, you never know kind of what things would happen. And I guess Breno is working now when he's doing the stuff with Elle and in the stuff, especially in the 80s. The MK Ultra program was illegal at that point. I mean, like, it should have always been illegal, but MK Ultra had its kind of time where it was authorized by the government and then I think by the start of the 70s it had been told to shut down and stop and wasn't allowed to be done um I want to so say 67 summary it's 67 yeah, sticking in my I head think or something. 67 is when it started and then I want to say that statewide by 71 it was gone however in the fictional world of Stranger Things um Dr Martin Brenner does not shut down his MK Ultra program well into the 80s we know that he's doing that so he's probably not going to want to call it mk ultra because he's not supposed to be doing that um <laughs> so the, the nina project you know could mean anything if anyone finds that even like hopper and stuff like looking around if he found a folder that just says the nina project nina could be anything it could be an acronym it could be the name of someone like you're not gonna think it whereas if you see that it's written in a different language then you're gonna start to wonder about the translations and then what that could be and why it's being so secretive and so i think it makes sense for them to just use nina and it it, it could be nina of course this idea not to play bad cop here does come with a few questions for yes. example why are we using a spanish word in a project title um, yes that because as much as you want to have a code name it's not going to necessarily be your first thing that comes into your head just like no you know what girl actually is in spanish like you're not yeah you're not why necessarily spanish? yeah you're not necessarily going to do it um but i think and obviously that the opera i'm going to presume is an italian opera I will double check that yeah. right now. So carry on talking if you have any other points. Um, but I will check. 
<laughs> I was gonna say as well, like as much as Nina makes sense, as much as Nina's makes sense because it's also an a name of Nina. Um, we can maybe assume, and even based on the comics and stuff, that isn't just girls in the lab. There is boys, we can assume. So Ninos is boys and also, like, children, essentially. Um, But to be honest, if you were talking about, like, boys and girls, you would refer to them as, like, El Ninos and La Ninas. You know how languages have, like, masculine and feminine terms that is one of them like we have niños and we have niñas so I don't know why you would just use the one unless it is specifically like you said the green owl told told you if it is that they're using a translation based on that and they are specifically referring to L and it is like child daughter because you would you would ref- you would use niñas uh like niña for daughter as well as like a sort of loose translation another theory though is that it is purely based off of the opera so it is technically another language but the opera is italian so for those of you that are thinking why quoting an opera as i said earlier the song in the teaser um, where hawkins lab is completely massacred is from an opera called nina um so it's uh nina or the woman crazed with love so a brief synopsis according to the ever reliable wikipedia is that nina is in love um but her father favors another suitor nina believes that um the person she loves has been killed and goes mad forgetting aspects of the traumatic incident in a manner consistent with the diagnosis of psychogenic amnesia she only regains her reason when the person she loves reappears unharmed and her father finally allows her to marry um who she wants to marry the nina project could be a code name for this so mm. in this kind of setting nina would be l the father so the count lindoro um would be brenna and we know that l has always been special to brenna the same we've seen if we're counting suspicious minds as canon right from the moment when he discovered that terry was pregnant it was a case of i can now use this child and she was going to be very, very special. One of the big theories before we read Suspicious Minds, if we use Suspicious Minds as canon, was that um, he was actually Elle's dad. Like, biologically. That was, like, one of the biggest theories. Like, everyone thought that until we read Suspicious Minds and met Andy. It could still fit with that. Maybe Brenna is just a big fan of opera. <laughs> it's I mean, his favourite 1786 opera. So Maybe. Maybe it is. The thing is, is I think that when it does come to scientific things, like, it's never the name of what it actually is. No, it never is. It could make sense then, to be honest. It it does fit. Yeah, it does. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if it did come from something else, especially when we've had, like, Latin episode titles and we know that the piggyback is translated to lots of different things in lots of different languages, like... It wouldn't surprise me if there was some kind of underlying thing there. We had a look to see what the actual meaning of the name Nina is in just English, just in general. Um, And what I find really interesting is when you Google this, and obviously this is just Google, there's lots of things on Google, but when you Google it on 
9.5 out of 10 websites like of the time it says in spanish this means little girl and it constantly wants to tell you it means little girl and i think that's interesting that that's like specifically mentioned within the name nina because it's not a name in spanish it's not someone's name if that makes sense. No, it's something to refer. Yeah, it could be someone's name, but that spelling is to refer to someone. Essentially, like, if you named someone that in Spanish and spelt it the Spanish way, you would be, it's almost like calling, literally naming someone in English daughter or, like, girl. Like, it's it, if you spelt it that way. So it's interesting that it comes up. But it does say that whilst also being a common uh, nickname name in Spain, it also is very common and has roots in Russian. Well. Which I think is quite interesting. Um, I also think it's interesting that it's the name of a Babylonian goddess of the oceans. Seeing as, you know, the Nina project is the episode before the dive. Everyone's favourite episode, the dive. And an Incan goddess of fire, which I think is just quite interesting. I think that, like, it obviously has some sort of meanings and... Again, like I've said this in so many episodes, but I feel like the Duffer Brothers, they don't just pick names, like, randomly. This is not... They wouldn't be naming, like, a chapter title of the the Nina Project and not kind of... That not have a meaning, you know? Unless we are giving them way too much credit. <laughs> yeah, because I guess the this is coming from the same people that literally named a, an episode The Lost Sister about... A Lost Sister. But... I'd like to think that maybe they're just being really extra for season four. And that this actually means Nina, child, daughter, L, the L project. Yeah, so I think what we can take from season four is that it's probably going to be quite an L-heavy season. And considering that two out of the four trailers, teasers, I should say, they're not trailers, they're sneak peeks, um, have contained L in some yeah. big focus kind of way. And obviously Hopper, but Hopper has a connection to L and he's in Russia. So, you know, he, he's doing whatever. So I'm really going to assume that we're going to get quite a bit of backstory with her. So at this point, I feel like I'd be more surprised if the Nina project wasn't specific to her. It's just a girl called Nina. <laughs> it's just a new, it's a new character go, called Nina. Welcome in. Number 12, and it'll just be Nina, just stand <laughs> something like that. Because um, I think as well, if you got the massacre of the lab, yeah. I'm not taking comics out of canon here, or the, the six comics, taking them out of it, because to be honest, looking at the teams that they gave us still doesn't quite make sense, because six and three and all of that are a lot older, and I think there was like one yeah. older, possibly looking boy. That was sitting there, everyone else. And also they kept their hair, which we didn't see within. They did. They joined later, didn't they? Unless it literally was they joined after the massacre. But See, he doesn't because Elle had her hair, though. Mm, that's true. That's true. And it, yeah, things yeah. don't quite line up or make complete sense. So I'm going to take the comic characters out of canon for a moment. Um, yeah. Obviously, we do know, if, if they were in it, we know that Francine dies anyway. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but she does die anyway, so we're not going to be seeing her. But they, they all, they're all dead, um, so to speak. There are a few theories online of how she is fine. She is in a separate room. So maybe she literally just 
mm-hmm. wasn't in the room at the time and it was a complete fluke that she survived. But I suppose with all the focus then on her, you know, let's just make... And to be honest, the project may have been about her anyway. And I think Suspicious Minds kind of tells that. He, he wanted something special. Season one definitely tells that. Um, because if the theories about number one appearing in season four are true, in my mind, would you not be focusing on uh, number one? Unless you thought that they were dead. Yeah. But if you had even an inkling that they were alive, surely they would be your focus rather than her. Unless it literally is that she, like, it kept going until they got it right mm. with Because we Elle. do know, counting suspicious minds, that, I think we said this last week, that there were other children used and they were deemed as yeah. not good enough, essentially, apart from Callie, um, who was taken. So, and I think as Terry's looking through the book, there are no names or anything attached to it. It's just simply, this is that, that's that child. No, not counting it. Um, so we, we do know there were others, but obviously it's kind of hard to tell what we're seeing, what we're not seeing, especially since the rainbow room that's magically appeared in season four is very different to the rainbow room we saw in season two and we've spoken this before maybe it's a budget thing or people online have said maybe it is a completely different rainbow room and i I don't know maybe it's something like that but it's it is interesting this is the issue with reintroducing numbers this late in the game this is what happens because I don't know. I, I'm, I know that backstory has probably been there from the very beginning, but sometimes it does feel a little bit like we're now adding it in. Mm, I think even even with like Callie and stuff, it was a it was sort of an issue because there's no way Elle being as old as she was, she would have not remembered. Cal- it's weird, and then also like Callie remembers Elle only when Elle is like, "Hi, it's me." Like it, unless it literally is that Elle has repressed. So much. Which does make sense because, as we said before, which does make would sense. you not remember the massacre? And unless it was literally yeah. that moment that kind of switched everything off for her, that she doesn't remember anything yeah. really before that. Because actually, if you think about all her memories that we see in season one, it is being triggered by things that she's watching. She doesn't really remember the Coca Cola thing until she sees the advert on TV, until she sees a cat. Actually, the moments in season two when she sees. Does she see a squirrel and then, or something, and then she remembers, and then we see yeah, she does. little bits that happen there when she was on her own in the woods. So No, that's true. I wonder if it, it I mean, it makes sense because if it's such a trauma like that, it makes sense that you're going to want to repress mm. so much and, well, not even want to repress. Like, it just makes sense that your brain would do that. And obviously she's been put, put through so much and she's like constantly attached to things and constantly having to do all of these different things. So... It makes it makes sense, but yeah, introducing them like Callie's age in regards to Elle's age has never made sense when it comes to like the flashbacks, and then also even the book. The fact that Terry can like sees the book before she's even given birth, and Callie's in it. Like the fact that Callie is in the lab before Terry is even given birth, and then you see that flashback of. Kelly and Elle playing it's like their ages are so different yeah, and thing, it's odd as well because obviously when you're writing additional material like this this is something that was said in comic canon as well they're given essentially free reign they just weren't allowed to touch number one 
Um, I think that was, yeah. well, regards to the comics anyway, that's what they were told. So I would be interested to know how much Gwenda Bond was allowed to play around with stuff. Yeah. And I think, I want to say this one is considered a canon book, isn't it? I think it's been advertised as that. Yes, it is. It's very interesting. And I'd be intrigued. I'm wondering if it is that they've had all these numbers before number 11 and they just weren't good enough. But wouldn't it be interesting if um, number one went wrong and turned into something else, something bigger, maybe a big bad that's been there the whole time? It is interesting you say this because Errol says in season one that she is the monster. And I think she's called something like it by others, isn't she? Or there's something, she wouldn't just come out of nowhere with that one. I can't, it's been a while since I've watched She Isn't One. So I can't remember the exact context behind it. But it's interesting that that's a line that played off as I'm the monster, I did this, I did that. And I'm going to presume she did Mm -hmm. open some kind of gate. Um, the cruel house teaser kind of plays around with that idea a little bit of what's gone on there. Um, so that's a seed that's been planted. Maybe Elle isn't the monster, or maybe she is some kind of monster. Who, who knows? Perhaps. Anyway, so back to the Nina Project. If the Nina Project is about Elle, what does this mean for her then? Um, that the government are going to just want her immediately. Like, she's always going to be watched. Like, it is going to be a fire starter situation where she's just constantly tried to be, like, hunted down, essentially, which ties into our idea that if she has her, like, carry moment in the roller rink, that's when they finally find her. Or Mike flying to California is when they finally find her because why is this child who is clearly always going to be under supervision because he housed l for a week in his basement why is he suddenly flying to california see what's interesting about that though is why not do it during season three because to me maybe it's that the government were on the side of let's just you know have a bit of caution because we know that owens had just given the birth certificate we know that he is still in some kind of contact with Joyce and Hopper because Joyce can very easily call him up and be like, I need to speak to him. So we know there is some kind of relationship there. But why why wait a year? Or like over a year, really? Season two, we know that that ends, I'm going to say November. I'm going to disregard Snowball for now and say that November is when season two ends. Mm-hmm. So you've got November... Um, 1984 to November 1985 um, and on top of that you've then got a few more months so let's say spring break let's say spring break is April just for now I know it varies from school district to school district but let's go beginning of April mm-hmm. why are you waiting that long unless it is a thing where Owen's little comment about give it enough a year or two and then it's fine has really come true because he did tell Hopper she needs to stay inside for this much longer and then she'll be in the clear and he says that one more night in clear the one night is fine 
But we know that liberties were pushed a little bit in season three. Actually, in regards to that, this is another little thing. Um, he, obviously, I know he doesn't know that she is, actually, no. No, she knows he... I feel like I'm watching you just have a massive series of emotions. This is hilarious. He knows that she's going out. Yeah. I know he doesn't know that she goes to the mall, but he knows that she is going out. So this whole comment of having one night, one night, and then she stays in again and that people can visit, but whatever, it's no one void. Yeah. He also like leaves her for like an extended period of time, like so that he can go to uh, Illinois. Did, did we just forget about the events of season two? <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is I wonder if it is a... They let her do things in Hawkins because they could keep an eye on Hawkins and Hawkins is where the lab is and that's all okay. And I wonder if the reason why they drove 44 hours to California was not because they just preferred to drive, but because... They thought if we go on a plane, we will be attracted. And now if we drive, maybe we won't be under as much surveillance, which is why it then takes a little bit longer. And it takes Mike being like, I'm going to go to California. I'm going to go on a plane. Uh, and flying to California for them to be like, oh, where's he going? I have a point that disregards that. End of season three, Will and Elle are going to visit for Thanksgiving or Christmas. They're visiting for Christmas. That's true. So I refuse That's to play true. with Joyce Byers. I'm going to drive them 44 hours just to go and stay for like a night. Maybe. That's the only yeah. point that goes against that. But I do like the concept. Or someone else is now in charge. Or, or Sam Owen isn't as good as we thought he was. Don't, because I really like don't totally trust him but i really want him to be a good guy mm. and i just really don't like the idea that he's not no i get you i'd like to think that he's good and i'm gonna hang on to that until season four and inevitably proves me wrong but unless it is that kind of thing where he's not bad guy so to speak but if it's going to benefit him why you're not going to do it like you know in season two in fairness, he does stand up to them a little bit when it always oh, not great for Will. Um, but they were quite happy to just sort of let the mind flayer take over Will because there was nothing really they could do. Yeah. And like, he was lost on them at that point. And not let Joyce take him to a proper hospital, which I know they wouldn't have been able to do anything in a proper hospital anyway. But No, exactly. So I don't know. I wouldn't surprise if they have been tracked the entire time, though. I think 100%. it will be interesting if Brenna actually is Brenna rather than a memory in the puppet episode, I'm presuming, or in whatever episode. He, To be honest, he might appear in the dive. Obviously, the groups are very split this time as well. Are we going to see them all back together again? And if they are back together, in what state are they all going to be back together? Because, to be honest, it seems like either side are kind of going to be going through it. A little bit. Um, yeah. The Hawkins side, I don't know what's going on. Max is going through some stuff. I don't even know if Lucas is friends with them anymore. <laughs> I mean, he's in the little teaser, but I don't, I don't know. Lucas seems to be all cool into yeah. basketball now. 
considering that's how we were seen him is. in his little picture. It's so funny though. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, did was Lucas originally gonna play basketball, or did the fandom collectively manifest Lucas playing basketball? Because it was such a like fanon like headcanon thing. It was like one of those headcanons that the whole fandom just like we don't know where it started, but suddenly the whole fandom was like Lucas plays basketball. Yeah, I think Caleb plays basketball though, doesn't he? But then I'm also like, did the basketball start because of Lucas? <laughs> or had basketball always been a thing? Yeah, this is the thing. Like I, d- I don't really know. Yeah. It, when I actually saw him with the basketball, I was like, oh, he actually does play basketball. This isn't just a like serious black with his leather jacket fanon moment this is like actual canon content he plays basketball in fairness i think it came from the audition tapes because in the eddie audition tape they suggest that one character oh, that okay. everyone has collectively assumed is lucas um was like oh he's right, a basketball okay. practice or something like that so i'm presuming it's come from there okay um but but still so yeah, we obviously don't know the state of anything in Hawkins. To be honest, we don't really know this. We do kind of know the state of what's going on in California to this point because they're getting shot at, apparently. Um, which I don't think enough people are talking about that. They're just going open fire at a group of teenagers. <laughs> That's something in itself. Like, obviously, we're presuming it's because they want to find. L. That's what I'm presuming. They want to find L, and then that's when they go on their little pizza truck ride, <laughs> from what we can tell in the teasers. But what has happened to authorize that happening? Like to straight up shoot at them. Yeah, is extreme because also like the government are never that obvious. No, and that's kind of really giving everything away. That obviously in season one, what happened at the school was pretty obvious. Um, but no one else was around, no. really. If you think about it, it was only people that knew what was going on. The caretakers would just walk in the next day, though, just to a complete state. Um, yeah, how on earth did Elle, like, climb out of the wall and the school not... No, anyway, that is not this episode. Um, but, yeah, no, to, to publicly, in daylight, it looks like it's daylight, mm. to shoot at the house is pretty, like, government don't do that. Do you know what I mean? Not when they're trying to sort of be covert about no. it. Like if we were to finish this thing off. Something to consider as well, that we're all jumping on L. What if it is about number one? We are presuming, once again, that number one is appearing. It's interesting why it's not allowed to be touched. What is the reason it's allowed to be touched? Is it because number one, as you said, is becoming a bit more corrupt? Or is it because number one actually is... A project in itself this is a real reach but you also have zero one one and zero zero one is there a connection with that as well is it a case of we're sort mm-hmm. of adding numbers on rather than going through one two three four five is it going zero zero one zero one one zero two one zero three one and would it continue that way because it's all part no. of that collective project because it is interesting to me that everything else can be touched. You're allowed to touch any other number. You just can't touch number one. And to me, that suggests that number one is something very special. Yeah, me too. If it's just never touched in the show, I'll be really surprised. Yeah. I just, I do find it interesting. Obviously, it's not typical to jump numbers that way, but I'm only thinking like in terms of 
code name for something. Like if you're doing a patch mm-hmm. on something, it would be so Animal Crossing yeah. patch, for example, for those players that have just come out. So that was 2.00. Um, that would change to 2.001. Yeah. And sometimes it'd be 2.1.1 and things like that. So is mm-hmm. it working that way with it? Or is it working jumping up the numbers? So maybe the collective Nina project is all the ones. Because the thing is, I think it's probably going to be L, but L is also the really obvious choice, I think, for what the Nina project is. You know, your first assumption would be if it's a project to do with something and then the layout of the episode, it's going to be something to do with L, especially as we said earlier, all the focus is going to be on L this season. So mix it up a little bit. Mix it up, Duffer Brothers. (laughs) Just... I, th- I just think it'd be interesting if number one is to do with the Nina Project. I think number one is going to be focusing on something else in those episode titles, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. I don't know. Maybe it could be a general overview, but I'm going with the assumption that the Nina Project is specifically the L Project post-Hawkins Massacre. Although world card option, it's the code name for the Russian Railroad Building. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine. That's what it is. Imagine that. Oh, you know what? I bet it is now. You said earlier about it having Russian origin as a name. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be fuming. No, 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 no. If it has Russian origins and it's like girl and little girl, the doll. Oh, no. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this pointless episode of the Hawkins Sea Coffee Podcast. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> let us know. Let us know your comments. I feel like we had like a mad two minutes at the end there. Let us know your yeah. comments on whether you think it's number one related, whether you kind of agree with us, even though I don't know if we agree with us now, um, whether you think it's L related, or if you think it's the Russian doll that Joyce receives. Um, because that Russia plot's got to come in somewhere. Um, I bet the doll is called Nina. Uh, you know what? It makes sense. I bet it's got a name tag on it that's like Nina. <sighs> so to hear us talk more about these kinds of things, there are many places where you can hear us <laughs> talk about these many kinds of things. And the episode go very similar to how this went. And those places are... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Audible.com. Remember, you can listen on an Alexa. How fun. Um, at Hawkins New Copy. And then find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast. And on Tumblr and YouTube at Hawkins New Copy. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Hawkins New Copy podcast. Make sure you come back next week to hear us talk for an hour and a half about the doll that Joyce opens for a point of a second in the uh, California teaser trailer we will see you then over and out